everyone and welcome along to another episode of FKB Full Kit Banter. I believe we're on episode 19 of season 4. So uh, shout out to us for keeping this going for 4 seasons. And you'll notice that in today's topic, it's myself, Pascal, with Sash today. So we're back to uh, the, the, the duos pairing for an episode. I think we did one of these maybe the a month ago, trench, a month and a half ago. Trench connection. Yeah, the Trench Bros are back, man. <laughs> trench Hotel is in full effect. I think it's the first app we've done in a while where both Liverpool and Chelsea are coming off defeats. Both rather contrasting mm. defeats, but we'll get into that later. Yeah, also apologies for the inconsistent uploads because um this gaming, or rather uh the two game weeks that were pretty oddly spaced apart. There were like FA Cup fixtures, League Cup fixtures, and then bits and bobs of Premier League fixtures here and there. So we didn't really know how to... Um, it's been kind of a mess, yeah. la, to be fair. Like, yeah. even... Yeah, yeah. Premier League's ca- calendar has been a bit wonky, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it, it's... We're making up for lost time in a way. Yeah. Um, also, like, the Asian Cup is I think semi-finals tonight. Mm. AFCON, AFCON is just like, it's a crazy competition. <laughs> it's not It's not real life, bro. They're playing <laughs> it in really another like, parallel universe. Like, the, the meme of the the coach getting the water poured on his like, head <laughs> is just like, too good as well. So No, my favourite bit was like, when the doctor drove the buggy right into like, the guy who was on the stretcher. Dude, it's yeah, it's it's a uh, great football, great drama, but uh, just dude, all you don't you don't watch man. it for the football. You just watch it for the memes, like the the the, the moment. Like stuff. I think it was the last Fcon. The ref blew like full time at eighty seven minutes. That's when I knew <laughs> Fcon was like the best competition out there. You can't say it's not rigged, <laughs> Like even Tony has like, I, I I think he he just came back from betting, but. You you think he has someone? In Honestly, proxy. that dude, the Asian cups, the Asian cups feels more rigged. Like the amount of last minute goals and like random air stoppage uh-huh. time is super sus. I think we're too used to European competitions uh, and uh, you know the the World Cup. And then when it comes to Fcon and uh, Asia Cup, we kind of expect like the same standard. But um, but but mm. honestly, it it plays out, it evens out. Like I don't mind the drop in quality because. The drama is just there. The only issue I have, obviously, with both competitions is that they're both kind of in the middle of a season. So it, it, it's a bit, you know, it pulls you out of it. La, but um, even with the World Cup uh, two years ago, like everything else was stopped. So it felt like it was its own thing. Yeah. But with the Asian Cup and FCON going on concurrently with like the big leagues, right? It, you kind of forget it uh, mm. sometimes, but... Um, I think yeah, for me, like, I, uh, what's your one surprise takeaway from the Asia Cup? For me, it's one co- surprise. Co- South Korea, yeah. For me, it's South Korea kind of struggling. Like I the, mean, the amount of last minute they've goals. They turned it on when it mattered, lah. To be yeah, fair. okay. It's kind of like and they um, got very lucky against the Saudis. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. The rigging, man. Like it's <laughs> it's just too dramatic. Like it's honestly ridiculous. Do you think they go all the way? I think right now they have to like I, I expect them to beat Jordan tonight. Yeah. It, it, imagine um, if they don't lift the cup after getting so many clutch wins, right? It's the, the thing is they're coming up against two very very strong sides mm. in Iran and Qatar. Like you want to talk about surprises, right? Korea is probably up there, 
But I think one of the biggest surprises to me is just how good, like, and consistent Iran and Qatar have been. Especially after, like, Qatar sort of very, like, you know, uh, underwhelming hosting performance at the World Cup. Uh, I don't think there was a lot of hype going to the Asia Cup, but they've been, like, really solid, man. Same with Iran. I think Iran, a little bit of an older squad, but I, I feel like the home advantage plays a part, man. Like the mm. the West Asian countries, Japan for some reason just never really got going, mm-hmm. and although they they got done very very dirty in the previous <laughs> round, I I I can't say I'm shocked lah, I can't say I'm shocked. So while I'm kind of hoping for like you know, the the Premier League stars to 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 get the win with uh, with South Korea, I do think Qatar might go back to back. Should be a good final either way. Who knows? Maybe Jordan like surprises everyone and makes the final. I don't think there are any Qatari stars, right? Like the globally known ones. But I think it's just a lot better as a team. The thing, like, I was actually just thinking about this last week. Like, they've had this... I think their star midfielder is this guy called Akram Afif, right? Mm-hmm. He technically is quite sound, but it just never seems like there's been any interest to bring him... Uh, to one of the top leagues So I don't know Maybe it's a case of He's just very happy Where he's at yeah. uh, Or Maybe scouts have like took Taken a look And perhaps don't feel Like he is Or he'll be able to adapt To like Some of the more physical leagues He can always That's try The Eredivisie Or like the Belgium league But like Yeah I think Belgium Qatar. league Probably could be A good litmus test But yeah, yeah uh, th- That's Something I'm also a bit confused about. Maybe mm-hmm. after this tournament, there'll be some buzz around uh, the Qatar team. But mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. As for Fcon, uh, I know Ivory Coast was getting like roasted like crazy like at the start of the competition, but uh, they turned it around. I think it was I think it's like the first managerial sacking that's actually happened mid tournament. Wait, let me just check out the... You have to fact-check that lah, but uh, Ivory Coast have been like, done a complete 180. Ivory Coast and... um, What's COD? Oh, Congo. Congo, yeah. Oh my gosh. And uh, Nigeria and South, South Africa. South Africa, right. I mean, Buki's favourites would be a Nigeria and Ivory Coast final, right? But... Football, I mean, the Nigeria ball, the ball is people round have been the best team. They have the best forget. strike force yeah, as well. Yeah, it's FCON, man. Anything can happen. That's true. I'm not, I can't argue with that, but I think I think we'll see, We'll have one surprise. I don't think it'll be Nigeria-Ivory Coast. I want to say it's going to be Nigeria-Congo, but I have a feeling that there'll be one more twist and that <laughs> Nigeria might stumble in the semifinals. Oh, man. I hope not because they've been like the best side by far, but like you said, man, knockout tournaments... Weird shit happens all the time. I'm but looking yeah, at we'll the see. South, wait, South Africa lineup. P- I, like the only guy I recognize is Percy Tao. Shabalala, <laughs> bro. <laughs> Streets will never forget. Bro, Percy Tao has like a cult following. I remember his time at Brighton, right? Percy Tao. Yeah, Percy Tao. He was a Brighton striker what once. Hell is it? Yeah. Um. He's like a really speedy striker on hey, yo, the number 13 is called Sitho, man. I almost <laughs> read it wrongly. Spefelo Sitho, bruh. What? Yeah, dude, like, going back to my point, um, when Percy Tao was at Brighton, 
every time right, you go on media posted page. something, right? On right. like Twitter or rather right. it's called X now. Yeah. He'll be bombarded with uh, South Africans just crying for him hey, to man, be in the starting they're, they're just proud of their boy. Yeah. Same with the Philippines, I think. Mm. <laughs> when uh, I think Cardiff had that goalkeeper, they just kept like commenting. I'm forgetting his name right now. Like free, um, yeah, what, forgot what his name as well. Uh, but P Tao, that's yeah. right. <laughs> Twenty nine, bro. Like I don't know that I don't know that entire South African team. Mm. But yeah, I mean, if they go all the way, fair play, yeah, man. Just, just fair play, bro. <laughs> Cape Verde, South Africa. What a set, what a quarter final. Um, but yeah, like I'm sure we'll have by the next episode. Uh, the dust may have settled on both competitions. Um, Asian Cup, I'll be probably paying more attention. Like Fcon is just the timings are just too weird, and I'll feel like a bit of a fraud if I jump in now because I'm not been following. But Asian Cup, I might catch. Um, Iran Qatar tomorrow, maybe even South Korea Jordan tonight. But let's let's switch gears and and talk a bit about what went down. This weekend in the Prem, right? Like, obviously, we had the big one, uh, Arsenal hosting Liverpool. Of course, the late kickoff on a on a Sunday. When when else? Um. Personally, I kind of went into this kind of confident. Like, I think the FA Cup result helped. The fact that we've been scoring a ton of goals lately has, you know, almost made us forget about the impact about Mo Salah, but. Um, as I'm sure that you saw, because uh, I, you, I'm pretty sure you caught the game as well. Yeah, a lot went wrong, lah. Uh, I, I couldn't really recognize the team I saw on the pitch, and I think a lot of that has to go down to to the way Arsenal played as well. Do you like want the personnel that Arteta chose? Because I mm. do feel that you know, um, Havertz has been pretty divisive figure, not only during his time at Chelsea, but even at Arsenal. But I was shocked when Arteta picked him to lead the line. I kind of thought that... Wait, oh at first I thought, where the hell was Jesus? Because yeah, I... As usual. Like, there, were, there was no news, right, about him getting... I think he got injured no. in the... Not not the warm-up, but the, the last training session. Uh, the one before... The very last training yeah. session, yeah. Yeah, so I thought that um, Anketia would start because apparently he is um, like the deputy of Jesus in terms of like a striker la. so when Havertz got called up to play that false nine position I thought um, I thought that it, it, it was an interesting one I uh, wanted to see how the game played out and he was quietly I think I know that he didn't do much uh, besides that one assist but he was kind of pivot, or rather, he was pretty pivotal on on why Arsenal basically controlled the game as much. You say he didn't do much. I disagree, man. I think no, as in in terms of stats, yeah, vital, like like if you're gonna yeah. if you're gonna be like a stats nerd and say that oh he only like provided one assist, then right. it looks like you know if you don't even watch the game, it looks like he didn't do much. But mm. he was pivotal in how Arsenal controlled the game, in my opinion, because uh, I think we both shared the same thoughts that. Him dropping deep into the midfield, right? Kind of, it gave Liverpool a lot of problems and like who to pick up, especially that midfield battle. They basically boxed up uh, Liverpool's midfield three. They had a man advantage and it really played um, into 
Ateta's hands. Uh, Saka, yeah, he scored, but I felt that he could do much better. Um, man of the match, right? It's to me, it's actually a, a former Chelsea boy as well. I think it's Jorginho. Jorginho, right? Yeah. yeah, I thought he was fantastic as well. Mm. Um, Just quietly got about his business yeah. and the positional play from the Arsenal midfield, right? Like it was intelligent. I don't think Rice yeah. was as deep as we're used to. Mm-hmm. I was expecting Rice to be worked all game by Curtis Jones, but it's actually the opposite. Rice was the one putting all the pressure on him, mm-hmm. putting all the pressure on McAllister, mm-hmm. and sort of him doing all the hard yards allowed Jorginho that space to. He was pretty much controlled the game. Yeah, he was the guy that um kind of. He is the guy who initiates the press, right? So, when Hab- what I observed was when Habits dropped deep, uh, together with um Rice and who was the other midfielder, uh, Odegaard, right? They basically yeah. matched up, uh, Liverpool's midfield three. But because Jorginho was kind of playing that, uh, deep lying playmaker role, so they actually had a one extra man, which, really helped a lot in terms of, um, break when when they did turnovers and when they counter-attack, right? Especially with Saka and Martinelli. Oh my god, Martinelli. Mm. Martinelli has just been a thorn in our side for the past, like, three fixtures. We just don't know how to deal with him. Mm-hmm. And the frustrating thing is that it's not like Arsenal are doing anything new. It's the same thing. Yeah. He hugs the touchline. We know that Trent is going to, you know, tuck in or push up really high. And it's mm-hmm. just... Martinelli versus Konate, man. And there was an instance, I think, before Arsenal took the lead. It was basically a foot race between Martinelli and Konate. And I think the last five yards, Konate sort of ran out of gas. Mm-hmm. Or he just couldn't keep up. And then uh, uh, Saka really should have scored. It was like, I think Martinelli clipped in across Saka, sort of like shouldered it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the warning signs already. Mm-hmm. So... In terms of Arsenal, they did a lot right. I was super impressed with their with their pressing. Um, they could I have scored five, man. Like, I don't know if they could have scored five. Like, the thing is, I I remembered five big chances and they scored three. And uh, okay, maybe oh, the the, the Martinelli, yeah. yeah, the In Martinelli the game, one right, could yeah. have been. Wait, do I count the Martinelli goal as a big chance? Actually, no. Excluding nah, the Martinelli I think, like <laughs> goal, I, I think they, out, 99 <laughs> times out of 100, that doesn't go in. <laughs> but I, we'll get to that later. Yeah. But the problem, right, that I was observing right from the start was that Arsenal's press was so good and they were... They, we, ju- we just didn't have the personnel capable of relieving the pressure on ourselves. Like, as much as I like McAllister, right, he doesn't have that silkiness to uh, uh, beat the press. It's not, it's not what he's known for. Um, a, a player who's actually like really good at that, who we haven't seen at all this season, is Romeo Lavia. I think that was kind of the plan we had. Uh, you know, the intention of signing him before you guys got him. Uh, another player we really missed, I know you have uh, thoughts on him, but was Soboslai, man. I think we missed his energy we missed his ability to play out of tight situations. I think there were instances against Newcastle when the, the game where Van Dijk got sent off, right? The mm-hmm. Darwin Nunes game. Mm-hmm. So Bosley really showed his ability to cover ground. Beat the Newcastle press mm-hmm. when we were down to 10 men. Mm. 
Also, one more thing. Do you think that was the reason why he played Gakpo on the right hand side to kind of uh, supplement that I sort mean, of tenacious energy? Because from what I've noticed, right, uh, Klopp has always seemed to like to deploy Gakpo, or rather, he, Gakpo's always in the starting eleven when Liverpool play Arsenal. Play a big side, lah. I feel, or like teams that he feels will dominate mm. the ball more. Mm, yeah. I think it was also because Darwin had the foot injury. I would imagine that Darwin I, would have started if he I, was completely I don't, fit. I don't think that foot injury was a big thing because when Darwin came on, he looked fine. Yeah, he, he didn't uh, look like he was like man. struggling. Yeah, I think it was um because he missed that penalty against Chelsea, right? It's <sighs> sort of a way to protect him, in a sense. But I, I, I get what you're saying. But I think coming out of the Chelsea game, the sentiment wasn't that Darwin played badly, like. People have just become accustomed to like that's just how he is, and the fact that he got an assist sort of, you know, like it, it gave Bro, him just, an out. You're describing Nico Jackson, man. <laughs> I, I I think the two are completely different. I think what Darwin Dar- like when Darwin is in our team, we have so much more attacking threat. Jackson is just like, just yeah, he, he's he's pretty much just a guy who like t- taps the ball in, but. The the problem with the problem with the game itself was Gakpo and, and Graven Birch, right, were both like passengers. So in many ways we were essentially playing the first half like nine V eleven. And the thing about Gakpo is that I like him, but there have been several times this season where not only him but Klopp has gotten it wrong and he just he's just like not Involved enough Even Jota I think I was hoping Jota would Get that one chance He always seems to get Even in in the tightest of games But he never got it Uh, Or maybe he did And and he sort of like Wins the shot over But Yeah like going into Halftime I couldn't believe It was 1-1 I don't even remember How the goal came about I think it was like A long ball as well Uh, It was the case of The ball bounce yeah, Saliba essentially left the ball for Raya, but uh, uh, Diaz managed to just get his toe in oh. front of Raya. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then he like slapped Gabriel's hand. <laughs> like, that was the most jammy goal until, of course, we roll around into the second half. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if you felt the same way, but I thought second half, right, up until the, the, the Alison Van Dyke uh, disaster... I don't think Arsenal were were really controlling the game. I think they kind of lost a bit of that that pep in their step. You know, they they were maybe a little bit tired, a little bit frustrated after conceding so late in the first half. I think that's how Arteta tend to start games each of the first half because compared to what I've watched last season, they are not really gung ho anymore. Especially against like a fellow title contender. So it's more of it, it it looks like they took a foot off the gas in a certain way, but I feel that it's more of uh okay, we, we don't know how Liverpool will come out. They may come out and like go all gung ho and try to blitz us. So we're gonna try to just take the sting out of the game and maybe ramp it up again. Sort of start from past, scratch la. Yeah, past sixty minutes. Yeah. Because I have, I've seen like countless goals this season, right? Where 
both teams come out in the second half and then they immediately like either team immediately concedes so what do you attribute that to just not being focused yeah I guess so Mm. yeah Yeah, you want to talk about not being focused (laughs) that that second goal man they always seem to have that one clownish moment every season disaster in them yeah Yeah. (laughs) they have that meme in them every season there'll be one really bad meme goal yeah I don't know why like I I honestly don't know why dude (laughs) they're so impressive like 9 times out of 10 but then there's that one crazy mistake yeah like the Allison jump straight up reminded me of like Barthez for United and I I remember I was watching that and I felt like time started slowing down (laughs) the the moment I saw the ball bounce twice and Allison rush out I was just like oh no (laughs) and then he completely misses it (coughs) and of course it falls perfectly to Martinelli right he can't believe his luck I am waiting for like a flag or something just out uh-huh. of desperation but I, I kind of knew that yeah I knew that they had fucked up uh, mm. royally fucked up <laughs> I think the last time I saw a goal like this where I was just genuinely like what have you done was the carriers against Real Madrid mm. the one where he rolled it to Benzema okay so yeah that was tough I would much rather have been played off the park by Arsenal and lose that way than concede such a ridiculous goal. Mm. And then the cherry on top of the kick, uh, Trossard scoring that No, you forgot. Even before that, there was a cherry. It was Konate getting red carded. Oh. Oh, yes. I thought it was like... I, I, can, I understand it. I felt like... Uh, what's his face? Gabriel could have got a red card as well, but... You know what? I'm not going to moan about it. Like, Konate mm-hmm. has been lucky this season. I think he's gotten away with... Uh, Konate should be, have been red-carded at least once this season. So I'm just going to attribute it to like... Karma. Like, mm-hmm. just, we're just getting payback for previous games. But I mean, you want to talk about Karma, right? Do you think that mix-up happened because... Chelsea weren't awarded at least two penalties in the previous game? Because I, I saw uh... it. The Gallagher one was... Stonewall man That didn't get called up I I, I think that like, is you know, Reverse karma For the Jackson handball In <laughs> the Stamford Bridge game like, it's, it's all bullshit lah But um, I, I agree I think Chelsea Should have at least gotten Like the one Gallagher penalty But I mean We'll get to Chelsea later But if you guys Are really grasping at that we, We've got bigger <laughs> problems But Yeah like The Trossard goal So It, it was just shambles lah the team looked like so tired mm-hmm. so disorganised and uh, yeah of course he gets the deflection cause that's just how uh, the game was going lah and, and I wasn't surprised honestly Arsenal should have like I'm just glad they didn't end up 4-1 mm-hmm. cause I think after Trossard they had another chance uh, but I think it was disallowed for offside so mm-hmm. one of those games lah unfortunately it was probably the biggest game of the season so far uh, we could have really not ended their hopes, but we could have severely demoralized and and potentially like wounded Arsenal really badly if we won. Even a draw, I think, would have been um pretty disappointing result for Arsenal. But we've kind of given them momentum back, lah. Especially after their tough Christmas period, I think 
they they travel to West Ham next. Gonna be a tough one, but uh, I think they may have found a bit of their mojo back, for lack of a better word. Uh, do you think that the midfield, like okay, I know that you guys got got injuries in midfield, right? I'm surprised to see Thiago Thiago Alcantara is back, bro. He's back. Yeah, man. After like <laughs> after like eight months. <laughs> Ironically, I think this would have been a great game for him, just based on how yeah. But after his press was being out of action of for sure, eight months, sure, yeah. yeah, never. It was never gonna start the game. Gavin Birch, bro. Yeah, dude. Tell me about it. <laughs> like we Probably were chatting, been, uh, we were chatting yeah. offline, saying that um, it kind of <laughs> looks like a less a less technical Enzonzi. Oh yeah, Dean Whitehead would be would have been a better. I've comparison. watched him enough times this season to know that uh, I can sort of see why Bayern weren't so hot on him. Mm-hmm. Like, I think a lot of Liverpool fans were expecting the second coming of Genie Wijnaldum, but they mm-hmm. are not. I like it all like Graven Birch likes to do the he's he thinks he's more offensive but his passing man his passing is so is, is woeful and I'm not even talking about like the through balls I'm talking just straight up like 10 yard pass how is he you with know, the can't press to get that right sorry how, like how how is he with the press because I haven't watched him in action much and the only time I watched him properly, right, was against... It's against Arsenal. So The that's thing not about really Graven Birch yeah. is that I think he thrives when we are sort of defending a lead. Okay. And he has the opportunity to, you know, apply pressure, try and win the ball back. But when we are chasing a game, right, or when we are trying to break a team down, he doesn't have the ability to find the final ball in the in the mm. opponent's final third. He he, for a creative player, he doesn't actually seem that creative. And is he like more industrious? So basically, he can be, but but basically, will he, he fit, tries to will be he like fit a ball in, to ball, a box to like, box? Will he fit in like a Tony Pulis Stoke City side? Oh my god, I don't think so. Like. <laughs> The thing, the thing is, he's technically like astute, right? Like yeah. he has, he he's his biggest strength is being a ball carrier. Wait, so, so he gives between, space. If teams he, defend very deep, yeah. he can push forward and so, he can cover ground really quickly. But mm. it doesn't help when his passing is so bad. Because if you can't yeah. even like lay the ball off ten yards or or try to find that that quick one two, right? Mm-hmm. The attack always breaks down. So. I can see why Klopp has been reluctant to play him more often. Okay. Um, and he started obviously because the boss line was out. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you think Harvey Elliott would have been as well? a better choice? Like in hindsight, Harvey Elliott. Mm. Uh. Yeah. Or would, or I think, would have made I think like most would have been better too light. I think Harvey would have been more tenacious in mm-hmm. hunting down the likes of Odegaard and uh, Jorginho when we were out of possession. Mm-hmm. But there's just such a significant drop, man. Like I know Sabosla hasn't been uh, as 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 good as he was maybe the first 10 games, but he just offers so much um, physicality, offers so much running, so much 
tracking back that we often forget that Trent is out of position so many of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to miss him and I, I think I just saw a, a report saying he's going to be out for like another six games. So Oof. that's going to be a bit of a miss for us. Like I think Curtis Jones was also a bit off. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think I think Rice was just on him lah. Didn't let mm-hmm. him play. Didn't let him play his game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Gravin Birch, man, that that's worrying for me mm-hmm. because um, we've seen cameos of him, but I think that Arsenal performance was his worst of the season, man. Mm-hmm. And you can say it was because the Arsenal midfield was like just that good, but it also shows me that perhaps you then aren't at the level yet to compete with the likes of Arsenal, you know, which is kind of worrying lah, but uh, I don't want to rag on him too much, but <laughs> you, I mean, you watched the game as well, you know, I think um, the sub was inevitable mm-hmm. and I was totally like not surprised when it happened. The I, I think the biggest loss perhaps, which is obviously it's like Salah, I think we really missed his pace behind. Mm-hmm. Zinchenko must have been the happiest man in the stadium. But, but he himself got subbed out for. I think he got injured. Yeah, yeah, he picked up a knock at halftime. Mm-hmm. Um, but we kind of missed Connor Bradley, man, which is kind of weird to say, just because the guy has only been playing like three games, right? What did he finish his juice after the no, Chelsea game, dude? You're gonna you're gonna feel so bad when I tell you this. <laughs> his dad passed away. Oh the man! Day before the match, yeah. Oh, that's, that's yeah. Horrific. So. It's so it, I, I was so bummed out for him because you know highest of highs right you score yeah. your first prem goal in your career at Anfield against Chelsea and then like something so tragic happens just a couple of days later mm-hmm. um, I I don't think Martinelli would have had that much joy if he played okay. whether I think it would have been a good battle and if Trent perhaps was playing in that central role um, alongside Curtis Jones and McAllister, maybe things would have been a bit different, but you know what they say, la, like it is what it is, right? And and obviously no one was gonna ask the kid to play like after that. Like I I, th- I don't think he's even gonna be back for this weekend. And yeah, and yeah, no one's just bigger than football. percent uh, like and it's not just that, like like how can you even play, yeah. right? Like the fact Diaz played uh, against Luton when his dad was still kidnapped mm-hmm. I think not of us really understand how crazy that is but yeah, yeah. hopefully uh, hopefully Conor Bradley is, is, is doing better uh, him and his family because mm-hmm. like Maybe I said man highest of highs and then just Maybe crushing to, like to possibly suffer another week of Graven Birch at centre mid but <laughs> then again it's against Burnley la, so it's honestly I ever since last season actually Last season was probably the final straw for me looking at games as like a free three gimme, points. Right? I've just been burnt too many times. It's like I've seen us lose to Bournemouth away. I've seen us lose to Leeds at home. I'm just like, nah, like just give me the game. Mm-hmm. Every every match is worth the same amount. Yeah. But I think if you're gonna talk about Burnley, right? Like their danger man, obviously, um Lau Foster. And whoever is playing on that left Anna. left wing position, like I've I've seen Colio show, as well as uh that o- older bird guy, both are technically very sound. They're like dribbly boys. I like Colio show though, but I think he's crocked right now. So older bird is also playing that left wing position, 
very tricky winger, but also very young, like very very. Not, none Raw-ish. of those players scare me, dude. The one guy who scares me is Jay Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> he just always scores against us. But he isn't even starting. Doesn't matter. <laughs> He'll come off the bench. Like <laughs> I'm just sick of Jay Rodriguez, dude. <laughs> but come on, it's but, Burnley. Uh, it's Burnley at home, man. Burnley easy, at home, but dude, they're just gonna put like they're gonna put like a giant bus. They can't. They can't park the bus. Like it's not right in la. their. It's a different kind of Burnley. <laughs> On paper, yes, it should be. If like it was a Sean Dyche like type of Burnley, yeah, maybe. But it's like I said, man. I've just been uh. I've just been too traumatized <laughs> by by, gimmies in the past. So yeah, no comment. But well, on the plus point, Robertson's back. So that Robertson's uh, back. Yeah, yeah that and balance I, on the left and right side. It's going to be interesting to see if Klopp puts Gomez at right back again. Mm-hmm. Because I think Gomez right now has been playing pretty well that I think it would be a little bit unfair to drop him. Yeah. So with Konate's so suspension... I can see Gomez slotting in at right back and Trent Quan- maybe starting in midfield. Quan- that means Kwanzaa to pair up with Van Dijk? I mean, Konate is going to be missing, right? So yep. it's either going to be Kwanzaa or Gomez at centre-back. My guess it will be is that it's going to be Kwanzaa and Van Dijk. Klopp then seems to fancy the two of them. So Trent in midfield? I would think so. I don't think Gomez gets dropped, so either Trent in midfield or Robertson on the bench. Okay. Yeah. But I think maybe Burnley is the right time for Robertson to get some match fitness. More, more like maybe 60 minutes, right? Yeah, I, 60 I minutes. Agree, bit, I yeah. agree. Mm. Do you have any mm. left-backs deputising like besides... Um, Simikas who's also injured, injured. Yeah. Gomez has been playing left back yeah I mean if Gomez plays right back then Robertson plays left back it has to be Robertson or yeah, yeah. no one else at left back we mm. don't have James Milner anymore oh yeah <laughs> well you can play Gavin Birch there since he likes to yeah. play a for us <laughs> I think uh, he needs to improve his passing <laughs> That's the one glaring hole in his game right now that uh Wait, I thought you bought this guy called uh Ramsey who can play on the He's on loan, bro. Oh he's on loan. I think he's on loan at Preston. Ah. Yeah. Okay. He's pretty much done, la. I mean if if Connor Bradley like can keep this Mm. up, I can't see Ramsey like displacing him, Mm. but yeah, we'll see. Um Speaking like staying on that game, right? I know there's been a lot of controversy about the post-match and by controversy I mean Arsenal sort of celebrating uh, in quotations a little too hard uh, what what are your thoughts on that? Are you going to name and shame the pundits? Like I think sure. the listeners, the uh, listeners uh, certain Gary Neville like. and Jamie Carragher primarily Jamie Carragher and he's been getting a lot of flack online and I think he's kind of leaned into it he's kind of like playing along as well now but yeah, I didn't really understand the the hit. Do people just not like Arsenal? <laughs> I think. Well, firstly, um, we have to state that both Carragher and Neville have their own allegiances, lah, to Liverpool and Man U. I think Carragher's a bit more Carragher's team a bit more hurt because, understandably, it's, uh, like they celebrated. Uh, in front of like the 
Bas- basically, they're, they're both rivals, right? Like Arsenal and Liverpool in terms of the title race. Mm-hmm. And to to see your opponent celebrate like that when your team has lost definitely stings a little. Uh. Yeah, and I think... I, I feel that, you know, him being a player, uh, 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 rather an ex-player, he should understand, like, you know, emotions run high. I, I feel that it's fine. I feel, you know... If um Roy Keane was the one that made that comment, you know, no one will bet an eye because it's Roy Keane, right? He's he's always commenting on these type of things, but mm-hmm. um for he kind of gets carte blanche to say whatever he wants, right? Yeah. Over celebration, I don't think so. Like I think his to paraphrase Jamie Carrier's comment is um celebrating like they won the league. I can understand why he might feel that way, but. It's it's huge, right? In terms of the psychological aspect of uh, motivating your team to yeah, it's like I said earlier, a, a yeah. defeat effectively all but ends the hopes, right? Um, still a little bit too early to say, I feel, but uh, I mean, step in the right direction for early, Arsenal. Yes, but you know, you want to win your home games against your rivals, lah. Let's put it this yeah. way. Yeah. Like I have no issue with that. Yeah, I, f- I, I feel that both of them are being a bit too prissy about it. I, I, I think it's just because it's Arsenal. People seem to, you know, just not not uh, sort of recognise Arsenal as like a... They almost try to big brother them sometimes. And look, I get it. Like, some of the celebrations were a bit, like, quote-unquote, like, cringe. But I get it. It's the same as Spurs. What? When Spurs beat us, they were like also... Um, I think they were top at the time. And the Spurs fans were like as if they had like won the damn league. So maybe that is a testament to just how, I guess, important it is to beat Liverpool now. Yeah. If anything, like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I think, I, I think beating Liverpool is um, one of the stepping stones to get yourself... In the Premier League title race, mm-hmm. yeah, or or rather, it's it's the right of passage, lah. Like you have to beat your uh, rivals that you deem as title challengers, right? Basically, Arsenal, Liverpool, and um, City. I won't count Villa, although they've been doing well. Spurs as well. So these are the main three. You get three points against like your fellow two rivals, right? Definitely you would celebrate because it's alright. Um got one over them now. It's not just the points that it's a physic uh, psychological thing as well. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna stand on the fact that I feel that the air quote over celebrations are, are fine. Mm. Yeah. It's like do you remember the time when I mean to, to take Liverpool as an example, right? When I think it was Klopp's first season. You guys yeah, yeah, West beat Brom West Brom, one, yeah, right? and then it's and then I think it's a were different context. It's a different context. Like it, I think yeah. the problem now is that the West Bo- the West Brom fans didn't feel like we were mocking them, but mm-hmm. I think probably on Carragher's end he feels like Arsenal were yeah. like perhaps taking the piss out of Liverpool, which bit bit sensitive. I'm sure they are, you know, to an extent. And but it's banter, dude. <laughs> they're within their right. Yeah, yeah, like 100%. You're within your right. Mm-hmm. It's all mind games at the end of the day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you want to... 
get your opponent off their their off their game you know you want to rile them up you want to make them play emotionally so i think uh and this is kind of segueing into the whole club departure right because liverpool i think uh as much as arsenal have been sort of deep been deemed perhaps unfairly like they've been deemed by the media as like weak or like naive right i think those are two words that have been bandied around whereas liverpool i think have been labeled as too emotional as well like they get too caught up in the semantics of of things whereas city are just cold-blooded um so yeah like i i agree with you no issue with it uh but now they have to back it up lah because celebrating like that right if you you know drop points against west ham it's gonna be doubly like affected you're gonna be doubly affected by <laughs> by the comments uh, even more now it's kind of it kind of put them in the cross ass but they kind of want to be right they want to be t- i think arsenal perhaps felt a bit disrespected like people were starting to only talk oh it's liverpool city in the title race so I maybe <laughs> that was in in a way them yeah throwing up the middle finger to the pundits and to yeah also rival fans yeah, to say like we're still here i think also another reason why people are so sensitive about it is um if you look at city right they don't celebrate like what arsenal did when they mm. no, no one does beat, to like, be fair yeah, mm. yeah. That's, okay that, they're they also a young team right. yeah. they're also a young yeah, team yeah, so they, exactly yeah yeah they're within the right mm. Yeah, so going back on to um, Klopp's mm. uh, announcement, right? I know we are, what, a week late into it, but... I felt like everyone was doing a video about it. Yeah, like Liverpool know? fans and... Everyone was doing fans it. Even non-Liverpool like, fans were doing videos about it. So, well, I just want to know your, your thoughts. Era, and man. I know I know that you were pretty bummed out. Not just you, like everyone associated with <laughs> Liverpool Football Club was pretty bummed <laughs> out. <laughs> like, people, like, people were like... Acting as if he died, bro. <laughs> it like felt he le- legit felt like you know when Matthew Perry passed away, right? Yeah. Yep. Like there was that kind of no dude it, feeling in the yeah. Air. It's similar to when Neymar got injured and then like the Brazil team were celebrating. <laughs> I don't know, but they were like so solemn. <laughs> it's as though that he died. They were like holding up pictures of him with the the black and white photos, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I like, do. And that was right before ankle, they played yeah. Germany, dude. Yeah. What the hell? Uh. It was rough, not gonna lie. I think because I, my first discovery of the news was from a resident tap-in merchant, Fabrizio. Mm-hmm. And then the post he put was just Klopp smiling and then the 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 caption was official breaking news, Klopp leaves or Klopp to leave. Now I'm like, what? Then I read it and I was like, wait, what? Like, am I getting punked? Because... I know Fabrizio is as official as it gets now. He's almost yeah. at the gold standard, right? Yeah, it's, it's just that the photo doesn't. I fit still couldn't like believe caption, it. Right? I was like, "This yeah. looks like was he hacked? This looks fake." Then, like a minute later, Liverpool, the official Liverpool uh, IG posted it. Now I was, I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like, why? Like, my first reaction was, <laughs> "Why?" Were you getting like, what like PTSD flashbacks of? I was just Rox, like, "What the happened?" Hawks, the Hawks and team. then they really oh, dude. <laughs> We'll get to that in a bit, but then they released all like the interviews. I watched them and I was just like, damn man, like I feel like a, a best friend or 
like it's almost like your your work best friend like tells you they're leaving mm. the job mm. or they're quitting, and there's a like a split second of like disbelief, and you're like nah, you're like you're like messing yeah. with me. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough, man. And then immediately like everyone just starts wondering like who's gonna take over, right? And I know, uh, myself included. I don't know if it's the gonna be the right choice, but I think. Uh, a lot of Liverpool fans want Jabi Alonso to come back. Uh, we can talk more in depth about Alonso as the season goes yeah. on, but on a personal level, it would be really cool because, uh, you know, for those of you who don't know, I'm Jabi uh, Alonso is probably like my favorite player. Um, not just for Liverpool, but like ever mm-hmm. had the, the had the jersey growing up. Yeah. Uh, I was never I mean, the fastest, so I always tried to like play like him. Yeah, test like I I can vouch for that because yeah, I saw you wearing like the first jersey I ever saw you in was the Alonso was jersey. Alonso, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm that just was, I'm yeah. pissed like I can't find it anymore. Uh, one of the biggest L's I've I've taken uh, like losing that jersey, but mm. yeah, like he uh, for some reason I always gravitated to him. I remember when, uh, Liverpool came to Singapore in. Honestly, two thousand eight. Yeah, that was actually Alonso's like last game for us before he went to Real Madrid. It was at a uh, United. Oh, no, sorry, Velocity. No, it's right? a national stadium. Oh wait, we oh, played uh, the Singapore team. Did he not? Like, was he not at Velocity? Uh, I mean, like, uh, for context, Alonso. Uh, yeah. I don't think Alonso went. He didn't. He I might have. Torres, 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 and Carragher were at Velocity. Right. Yeah. Alonso, I'm not sure. I think he travelled with the squad, but he may He did not travel, but I don't think he would have done all this public yeah. uh doesn't seem like the Because guy. then people yeah. would have swarmed him. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all that for Gareth Barry, but <laughs> yeah, like so on a personal level it would be cool, but part of me also is worried because you know you're you're stepping into like how can you fill Klopp's shoes, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Moyes taking the job right after Salex, mm-hmm. uh, Unai Emery in a way taking the job from Arsene Wenger. Mm-hmm. Um, from Chelsea's point of view, who was the guy after Mourinho? Like I don't even remember. Was it Big Phil? Um, Mourinho well, the first time. Oh, first time, right? The first time he left, who who replaced him? I think it was Aram Grant. Like, if you want full-time <laughs> manager, it would have been... <laughs> yeah, oh, shit. Scolari. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, will, it will be Scolari after that. Yeah, big yeah. feel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just tough, you know? And in an ideal world, Jabi comes in and he, like, you know, installs his philosophy and it's wonderful, right? But uh, you, you could potentially have, like, a Frank Lampard situation where it just goes so wrong that the relationship kind of isn't the same anymore so yeah we'll talk about that more once I think Liverpool start actively really uh, we start getting more concrete like news about who might be taking over but but what confuses me is mm. the timing the of the announcement yeah yeah okay because to me it could be like a Hail Mary situation where you kind of say, alright, uh guys, it's my last season with with y'all. It's as trying to like inject like the Yeah. <laughs> like the, the fuel in them, right? Yeah. Because <coughs> okay, I'm sure that weighed on his looking, mind as well. Looking at it from uh 
neutral fan point of view, right? Because this is deemed as your golden generation under like your best ever mm. Premier League manager, right? I know it's yeah. it's unfair that Klopp had to go up against uh Pep with like a mm. well all machine like City. Because if you extrapolate his results, right? The real ones know lah. The real ones know the impact he had. You know, yeah, we don't like like we if, don't look if at you remember, the, like, right? Doing one our league, one, one league to five leagues. Yeah, during the golden era, right, of, of the Barclays Premier League, if you get 90 points, right, you are certain of a league title. Klopp has gotten 90 points, I think, what, thrice? Three times. Yeah, yeah. and he's only won only. one title. Which, it's, it's pretty funny as a, as a non-Liverpool it's, it's fan, yeah. but it's, as, it's, a Liverpool, it's as a Liverpool fan, it's like, it's so unfair. <laughs> yeah, so, it's rough. Yeah. It's just unlucky that doing your best uh, team, best manager era, right? You guys are up against Pep and this Man City side. Probably the most OP team mm-hmm. in the modern era. Yeah, so I could see why Klopp decided to time it in such a way where it's business end of the season. You might your your players might need that little bit of motivation. Like, what's better than sending up? club off with like a second Premier League title win right and it kind of showed against uh Chelsea right but then again it's Chelsea so we're pretty easy to play against uh. basically dominated us you kind of look Bra- Bradley looked like um he's been playing in the Premier League for a long time <laughs> yeah we'll yeah. get into uh Chelsea's many deficiencies later but fair play mm. like uh, we didn't record after the game because the our, our schedules are quite messy la, but uh two two penalty kicks or rather two two unawarded penalty appeals aside. Really I think it wouldn't have it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah it wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> yeah like, the guys you guys would have scored five or six. Uh Petrovic basically kept the scoreline fairly respectable even though Chelsea shipped four. Yeah but uh just to uh digress back um yeah, there's nothing, nothing much I can say lah, except. Uh, but on your end, Klopp, right? As a as a rival yeah. fan, yeah. How big of the impact is it to you that Klopp is leaving, and what was the initial thoughts when you saw the announcement? It's not just Klopp leaving; it's also the fact that I believe that, that Salah, spot, yeah. Salah mm. it, it will have his last season at Liverpool as well. So you're not just losing yeah. Klopp; you're losing it's like, a like whole your your re- legend shuffle, man. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so scary, dude. <laughs> it's like when when <laughs> I when I, I saw how that go, how do I move <laughs> on? <laughs> when I saw the announcement, right, my mind immediately went back to the the meme era of of Hoxton where Dalvish, you guys said yeah. like Shelby Jovanovic. <sighs> I I know it's not Pablo gonna be Borin. that bad, but I mean, dude. But I, I'm thinking all it like, takes is like. Three or four bad transfer decisions. Yeah, that's what I'm bad gonna, like that's, what, that's what I was like going to to circle in, right? FSG mm. they don't spend that much money and they're very reliant on like your your, your scouts, right? We're gonna see in the next five years just how <laughs> goated Klopp was. When we're finishing like sixth and eighth, like we're gonna be like, oh shit, Klopp was the goat. Oof. I mean Going through like from personally, as a fan watching Chelsea going through this massive transition, right? 
dude just mentally prepare buckle yourself buckle up yeah. <laughs> buckle strap in <laughs> that's why we need to win the league this year then I can just retire bro I'm <laughs> <laughs> just good like I'm comp- like this is when like it's like my end game you know like <laughs> Marvel should have learned to just stop after end game mm-hmm. and like like I'm after we win the like no no year, phase like, four good. dude I'm just good bro like like I've I've I'm thir- I'll be 31 you know I'll be, I can uh-huh. be like you know what I had a good 20 years time to move on to a new sport Luton I'll bro I'll just support Taylor Swift in the NFL dude <laughs> you can but, support Hamilton at uh, Ferrari uh. yeah I'll have to wait another year though <laughs> but uh yeah I, I think Next season, like like I'm not trying I'm not trying to think too far ahead. Like we still have a lot to do this season, but it's uh it's gonna be very scary, man. You know? I, I you often take like the, the comforts of you know, not knowing that there's not gonna be like any managerial upheaval for granted. And who knows, man, if things don't go well we could have like five managers in five seasons or something crazy like that. So We'll see, but I'm just going to try and enjoy the team as much as possible towards the end of the season. It's go- It's a shame that I won't see Klopp uh, manage a game at Anfield unless something crazy happens in the next five months, but uh, I doubt it. La. <laughs> uh, man says he's tired. Unless he's someone running wants to out of donate like, like, tickets to me, like, <laughs> like, I don't think that's going to happen. And yeah. of course, we have Man City, la, like the most evil team of all time like the most unstoppable team of all time it's I mean if you can pull it off it will be uh, it will be epic la. like it will be Netflix documentary worthy but we often see like <coughs> more often than not the the fairy tales don't happen so yeah fingers crossed la. fingers crossed but I'm like Michael Scott bro I'm ready to get hurt again I'm just yeah. like since we're I'm like just strapped that. in. I'm just strapped in, man. <coughs> yeah. Bro, you're gonna you're uh, gonna you're gonna experience my pain like next season. I think Chelsea is a is a different like beast though. And I can't believe we're at this point again so soon. I feel like just yesterday we were talking about like Porter out and then not too early before that we were like tuckle out you get what I mean like uh, are you not tired (laughs) am I gonna see you next time and see that you've aged like 30 years I'm just I'm just an autopilot what is this club doing to you man I I blame I blame Putin bro if Putin wasn't an ass I wouldn't have been like (laughs) aged 10 years already it's a it's a rough one to take, man. Like, we we know that. What what what? Yeah. What's the toughest thing for you though? Like, is it the no longer enjoying like something you devoted two hours of your week to, or you know you just don't see like a, a, a like a you don't see it getting better anytime soon. What what kind of is like the most troubling it's like thing right now? An amalgamation of so many things firstly new ownership right I I thought everything would be fine because the owners were 
contracted to to spend under Roman, right? That was his condition before he was willing to sell the club to uh, his successors. Uh, and then at first we I think we all bought into this uh youth not okay not exactly youth the project, money but a, a, a more a more project based uh sort of club right now because Chelsea were always oh, ready made we were going to win trophies uh, no matter who the manager was that's why the higher and fire culture didn't really bother the fans that much because uh there were trophies you always ensured of a trophy right like basically the roman era was uh let me think it was 20 Chelsea 20 felt trophies like the definition of not years. here for a long time but here for a good time yeah which was basically what we are used to so mm-hmm. selling the idea of all right um we're not going to do that anymore we're going to uh trust the process Going, going with trust the process managers and <laughs> yeah we may, may not win uh, the big trophies right now but you would see progress right so that was what I, I thought with uh, what's gonna happen with Graham Potter but apparently his CV wasn't good enough he wasn't like a, a, a true Chelsea manager or, or rather what we're so used to seeing in Chelsea managers right that aura that uh, CV that media savviness right because the not not just the tactical awareness but the ability mm. to handle everything else that comes with Correct. being Chelsea boss right yeah you had to have that aura mm. um, I think Conte was the last guy I feel that could that, that really demanded or rather that really commanded that uh, elite Manager or didn't look out of place in the Chelsea correct. dugout. Yep. Yeah, I think yeah. Sari as well struggled. Like he he mm. never quite fit the mold. Might have been a bit of a branding issue also. You know, I think at 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 a club like Chelsea, you need a certain vibe, a manager of a certain you know? caliber, like yeah. Ancelotti. You know, like n- like mm. you know he's gonna win no matter what. Uh, Mourinho yeah, if you, like look you at, know he's gonna win no yeah, matter what because if you look at um, the managers under Abramovich right the successful ones were the ones that knew how to resonate with the fans more like, man look at management AVB, right yeah, yeah. Chelsea look at Scolari really look at AVB yeah. super tacticians yeah mm, yeah correct yeah yeah man so and, and now the, like the, it's, the, it's the money with spent Poch, on where do you think it's at uh, yeah, before I go on to Poch, it's also the the money that uh they spent on young players without experience, right? Because examining a one billion pound squad, I know you had to or rather you have to include inflation because thirty million pounds what twenty years ago, the player that you could get compared to thirty million pounds this year, right? In this current era, it's the quality of player that you can get is vastly different. Like you imagine uh, a prime Cristiano Ronaldo went for 80 million in 2008, right? And <laughs> 80 million in this current era gets you what? Like an Anthony? Gets you Mikhailo Mudrik. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Yeah, but even even comparing like 
or even including for inflation and comparing with like mm-hmm. 15 years ago, right? If you look at Chelsea side by side with uh, just their rivals or you look at the way Spurs have spent money, you look at the way Liverpool, Arsenal, Man City mm-hmm. have spent money, like there's Chelsea have no business like dropping that kind of money on such unproven, unproven players, like, right? talent. Yeah, and it's also because yeah, so I mean, yes, the no, talent is the talent is there, but there's so much else that goes into it, you know. No, it's I'm oh yeah, I, I'm fine with getting like wonder kids, right? But you need to build a, you can't build a spine out of like kids who have never played with each other before, especially young ones. Like what? It's not just that, bro. It's the fact that. You guys, the team now is unrecognizable from the team that beat City in the Champions League, and yeah, that was it's, only it's because three we, years ago. Like the owners this are playing career quick. mode. Yeah, it's career mode, dude. It's like how you know when imagine you, you go to a company, right? Uh huh. Yeah, imagine you go to a company and like within, uh, three years you see your entire team like gone and you're just like stuck with like these junior guys and you're like what what the hell like. And like you just imagine you are, your you're Thiago Silva. Imagine yeah. your Thiago Silva. <laughs> yeah, I think Literally, that was, that that's what's what's was, was the Luton game. Uh. Like when he just looked and he like he, he couldn't game. Yeah, he, yeah. yeah, he couldn't recognize like yeah. how Chelsea almost gave three points away. Yeah, it's it's just like the clear out was too quick, I feel. Aspi got shifted up too quickly. Um Kovacic could have brought stability. Kante shipped out immediately. I couldn't understand that as well. I'm sure he mm. would have stayed if uh, Chelsea were willing to give him like an extension without cutting too much of his wages. Um, I mean, there were bad apples that had to go as well. Uh, like Ziyech and, and Lukaku. Yeah, it's it's just career mode, dude. Like whatever you do on career mode, you can't do that in real life. Basically, like what you and I or what BK will do, especially on FM, is we sell all the players that are over twenty eight. Right? Yeah. Then we then we get all the wonder kids, right? Yeah. Doesn't work in real life, dude. And lastly, uh, I think it's Pochettino as well. Uh. Tactics are all wrong. Like against Wolves, right? Chua was back, but he was playing so high up as a left winger to the point where Neto just burned Thiago Silva. I think it's just the lack of preparation when it comes to playing each individual team as when when they're like they you you know that Wolves play this certain way, right? So why aren't you Tactically aware to kind of stop. You feel like there's the there's an inflexibility lah when it comes to shifting with uh when it comes to dealing with different opponents. Yeah, because I'm I was so used to how Mourinho and Ancelotti and, and Conte as well, like they don't take each game lightly. They prepare. They set up the teams based on their opponents, right? So mm. I remember when, uh. Okay, I wouldn't say Mourinho, but I would say Ancelotti. Like, there, there was a season where Chelsea scored over a hundred game. Uh, sorry, over a hundred goals, right? And he did not stick to one 
set formation throughout. I remember he started with the diamond, and then he played with like four three three, and when the players had to go to F con right, like your Drogba's, your Kalus, your Essiens, he switched to like a Christmas tree formation, and it all seemed to work seamlessly. I know the players are of a different caliber as well; they're a lot more experienced, but. I feel that Which Poch is way too point, tactically or? inflexible. Yeah. Right, right. It's just way too tactically inflexible. Like, he is just way too tactically inflexible. Do, do you feel like now is the time where suddenly the the it's almost like any allowances that Poch might have been given now have, like, sort of eroded? I think the only think the reason why game... he's, he's, in, he's still in the job, right, mm. it's because he got Chelsea into a Carabao Cup final. Right. Yeah, I think that is what is still keeping him in the job and if Villa beats Chelsea on was it Wednesday right or Thursday right I think Poch is gone you do you you really do yeah you think I it's think, gotten that so. bad yeah I mean like we can all see it's that bad but maybe part of me felt that you guys were gonna ride out the maybe the season with him but yeah, I think based on the, the reaction after the Wolves game, you can't sort of ignore it. La. I, I think I said to include it. the fact that because social media is everywhere now, if Pochettino will face this mm. type of problems, but maybe in an era where we were all still using button phones, right? I don't think Poch will be facing that much pressure compared to what he's facing now because... I mean, he's not stupid, right? I'm sure he has social media or he's, or rather he has family or friends that have social media who is telling him like how everyone is feeling about him now. The which mood, adds right? to even more pressure, yeah. So, The I, thing for I, I me is that I'm seeing a lot of parallels with the, the, the weeks leading up to Potter's dismissal. Yep. It's like there was suddenly like a big influx of questions then the board had to sort of calm things down. But you, you sort of knew that deep down they were looking at other options already. And then Hansi it just came Flick, to a point man, where I, like, I don't know what I feel about Hansi yeah, You know Flick. what? Is that the name being touted? I think that is I, I honestly have not heard anything about Chelsea. About Hansi Flick. Yeah, bro. I'm not excited feels about that. Like it's like a... It's yeah, like a it budget like to go, season. <laughs> It just feels like it's gonna cause more confusion, but yeah, who knows, man? I think right now also there's sort of the dark cloud of FFP looming, right? I'm not sure yeah, how aware you, you are yeah, about Chelsea's yeah, FFP situation. I mean, I've heard that it's gonna be a bigger points deduction compared to Everton's one, but I feel that if y'all get it this season, who cares? <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> it's, it's it's a, relegate, like know. there's a hundred million deficit or hundred plus million deficit that Chelsea have to make right to not be uh, by June right? yeah. yeah but so we have to sell like a lot of players which is the reason why I think Gallagher was allowed mm, to yeah, leave for the right fee put on like the yeah, yeah. Uh, and Chelsea wanted 50 million from Bro yeah <laughs> yeah Fulham obviously were like nah yeah. <laughs> we're just gonna loan him yeah, it depends on how the outgoings out, out go. I think it wouldn't be that bad, but 
Hopefully, I don't jinx it. So you gotta call on Saudi, bro. Saudi you gotta drop like hundred mil for Lukaku. Oh yeah, but I forgot Lukaku yeah. still on the books. Yeah, so I think if um, Pochettino gets sacked, the most likely replacement will be Hansi Surely Flick. Not. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Lampard. <laughs> Surely not. I think Lampard. Bro. Lampard is wise enough to stay far, Needs far to be away. Kept far away from the Chelsea drop. Yeah. No, that's the thing, right? If Pochettino gets sacked, who would want to be like the next Chelsea manager? Because they, everyone knows that it's, it's. I think it's, it's worse than the right United now. job right now. It's worse than it's like poison chalice, it's a, man. It, it's a bit like the Barca. Okay, Barcelona are not doing as badly, but. I don't know who would want the Barca job right now. Who's in like elite? You know who's considered elite. Obviously, if you were a younger manager, or if you were, you know, just throwing names out there like a like a Iraola, right? You know, you're relatively new in your career. You're not gonna say no to Barcelona, but it's a bit yeah. Do I think I would liken those two jobs as a bit of poison chalices right now? Yeah, I I think Chel- being Chelsea manager is the worst job right now because. <laughs> it's a rudderless ship, and you have fans a are so quick. Boss. Fans are so yeah. quick to pounce on, on you. They they mm. don't really have the mindset to to trust it's like in a project the manager, yeah. yeah, because it's not in the blood. We're so used to winning yeah. things, yeah. so used to just winning games even before the match was played, like the 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 good. You old guys times. need someone that will like unite the fans. You guys need like an edge. <laughs> You know, like, I know, it's, I know it sounds crazy, yeah. but mm. you need someone who plays exciting football. Is relatively like well, sort of engaged in the media. Like I think Poster Coglu is has been disrespected a lot, but he's always sort of helped firm. And I think a lot of Spurs fans sort of appreciate his honesty. Poch always had that Spurs connection hanging over his head. Yep, and. I did say this the moment things went sour it would be the first thing that would be used to like beat him over yep. the head and it yep. has yep so yeah man you guys need someone who A is gonna unite the fan base again B is gonna be able to make sense of the squad you have and C is going to be able to play the kind of football Chelsea fans expect because it's almost like a no, like okay, if you're gonna talk about they won't be satisfied if the results are good, but the performances are like so like boring to watch. No, I I think that's that's a I think that is different talk. I think if you ask any Chelsea fan, right, would mm. you prefer like a Wenger type football, but your results are not consistent, or it can be like so good, so pleasing on the eye to watch one day and then so open and just get cooked another day. Yeah. Right. I don't think we care that much. I think we are just a very results-oriented fan base where right. you can so give us no to the bus football. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I, I don't think deserve Maybe the culture survive. needs to change then. Maybe no, the you thing guys is that the, the only way the culture can, will right? change, right, is if the fans mm. allow patience. But it's because... I think some of them they especially the uh social media or rather the top fans, right? Yeah. They they have this most mindset where like 
oh, we, we cannot accept three to four years of mediocrity of no trophies. We don't want to be like Arsenal where we accept failure at every year of like not winning trophies. We need someone who is ready-made. We need players that are ready-made. So we don't want the whole trust the process projecting. We want everything here and now, which is the reason why I look. I I think. But which club yeah. has really had that success of late? I can't think of a side that's had instant success. You know. Yeah, which is the reason why it doesn't exist anymore. Our, our, most of our top fans, right, are like stuck in the past. They can't see mm. that this is not a feasible thing going forward. They all want results like now. So, I don't know, man. I'm I'm trying for, to for the record. Yeah, go go for it, go for it. Yeah, as You're in, I've already changed my my mindset on because I used to be like, oh, I I I don't care. I just want results now. I want trophies now, right? But mm. looking at it, looking at the ownership right now, right? They don't have that type of mindset, so I have to be a bit um of a hypocrite saying that my mindset has to change as well with the times. Because it's no longer a Bramovich's club, it's Bowley's club now. So and you can see it with the transfers that they've been making, the players that they've been buying, it's all oh we buy them young. Maybe we uh we see how they how they progress one to two years and see if like bigger clubs want to buy them off us at a higher price. Compared to during the Abramovich era, right, where, alright, this guy, ready-made product, we're gonna drop, like, at the point of time, 30, 40 million, which was a lot of money for them, and then we just built from there. Which is the reason why, uh, you know, the Chelsea squad of old, the peak Moreno era, the second yeah. team was, like, second the team could contest for a Champions League spot, man. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's totally different from, from now, where it's just, kids with um, untapped potential who needs guidance from someone who is well known for in, in developing young players I don't think Mourinho is that type of guy and Chelsea fans need to stop asking for him to come back for the third time because it's, it's just gonna end in disaster it's honestly crazy dude that I know right it's like it's even a thing like <laughs> have they not recalled how badly the second stint went and that was with it's better, play- that was with better it's players, mo- it's dude. the entirety of Mourinho's <laughs> career. It's like that nothing he he has literally gotten sacked from every job and it's usually has to do with his conduct. Yeah. And the thing about Mourinho now is I don't think he even guarantees instant success. Maybe a cup, but you think you think like he's as good as Mourinho is, he's not winning the league with this he, Chelsea. He's team. not he wants ready-made players like like and Conte, right? not going to yeah. join a club that has no ability to compete in the transfer market. If you yeah. guys have all this like FFP shit, right? You think mm. he wants to deal with it? Hell no. Yeah, it's not his style. Mm. That's why it's pretty precarious position, right? If now. anything, if 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 Mourinho's going to rejoin any club, it's going to be Man United. I think he wants it more than the Chelsea job. I think it's quite clear that he wants it more than the, Chelsea, than the Chelsea job. And that would probably have a... He'd have a stronger foundation if he were to replace Ten Hag. But 
uh, I think Ten Hag has bought himself a bit more time la, lately. Um, but I'm sure, <laughs> as we've seen many times with United, one wrong move and all the pressure is going to be back on him. But I don't think I actually got this from you earlier, but you personally, you know, taking the results into account, are you sort of done with Poch or do you think you should ride it out a bit longer? Because you don't you seem see, so keen on Hansi Flick, you know. Between Poch and Hansi Flick, right, I would, li- I would rather just keep Poch. Because there's no right. saying, like, taking a step back and actually thinking, right, who's going to come in and, and change things, change Chelsea's fortunes right now? Mourinho is just like a comfort blanket which you know won't last for very long. It's getting back with your toxic ex. Yeah. Lampard's like, sure, not gonna yeah, come like back as well. Great for a while, but <laughs> like sorry, but is he gonna leave Lazio? I think he's too homesick in like. You think if you he go comes back, back to yeah. Sari? Nah. Like Are you just rattling off previous managers? Like there were talks of getting Sari back, but that's just like Jesus. whispers in the wind. Hansi Flick is no. That's why I, I don't really know. I think that's why I felt like Poch was not really in, in grave danger. It's only after the... or during the Wolves-Chelsea game where I really noticed the the crowd that turned on him. La. But I'm with you. I, I can't see a guy coming in and, and rectifying Chelsea's problems right away. I think, honestly, you have one cup final to look forward to. The league is pretty much done, right? Like gonna you're gonna finish like maybe like ninth or I think eighth is probably best you can hope for. I would just ride it out to the end of the season at this point. Unless you know the I think the big issue for owners is that the fans stop turning up for games. I think if Chelsea fans start to like boycott games, then he might have to take action, which is a bit unfortunate lah, but yeah, like <laughs> I think like, Poch saw like I, you said earlier, Poch knows lah. Yeah, like I understand the frustration, right? And social media isn't really helping um Pochettino right now because it's creating like a hurt mentality where everyone is like, Oh, we're all against Pochettino right now, but who like okay fine, Poch out if you're Poch out fine, but who will come in and do like get change the fortunes like I can't really see anyone else if you're gonna get Jose in okay probably get a short term boost and then he starts beefing with all the youngsters again and then he gets <laughs> sacked so like then what? what's the difference I don't see any difference then are you sure you want Hansi Flick like he was he was good at what Germany is he gonna be good at a different league where he's not really experienced in? He's he's gonna be another Pochettino or Graham Potter man. Like why why is he so highly rated? I don't understand. I think people just want the change the for the sake of change. You. It's it's yeah, it's like the it's, Zidane thing. Right? I know I know Zidane right. has won a lot, but you know, working in one job, it's a bit of a it's not enough data to really analyze how successful they're going to be, especially like, you, you want to talk success at Bayern is where everything is literally laid out for you. 
Whereas at Chelsea, it just seems like a mess right now. So, apples and oranges. So, yeah, Hansi Flick. Hearing that, I'm not super optimistic for you guys, but uh, I'm sure that there'll be other candidates involved if Poch was to be given the boot. But uh, with that, let's sort of wrap it up with a, a quick fraud watch. Uh, I'm not sure if you have a guy uh, on 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 your mind already. I'm actually going to start off with Boss Watch. I think this man uh, has been ridiculed many, many times on the podcast, by myself included. But I gotta, I gotta throw Richarlison in there, man. Uh, I think he's, he's found a new lease on life. I think he has nine goals in eight games, or eight goals in nine games. Uh, seems to be at the heart of everything Spurs are doing well. Yeah, all he needed and, was, uh, was maybe to he get like his men- mental uh, health well. He has a mental coach, right, or something. Mm, yeah. I mean, it, 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 all it he needed help. was to yeah. hear like Antonio and Callum Wilson roasting him. <laughs> Yeah, he just yeah, seems to have found his scoring mm-hmm. boots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I think it'll be interesting to see how his form uh, uh shapes up once Son is back, because I think Spurs right now have a plenty of options in attack. They've got Werner, got Brennan Johnson, Kulusevski, uh, Richarlison, and Madison just come back Brian as well. <laughs> Brian Hill. Brian Hill. Yeah, I think he's a wild card shout. A bit mm. less um, influential, but yeah, the Spurs attack, man. It's quite a quite a lot of options. It's a lot of pace if you think about it. Pacey Dude, team. I think. Do you want to talk about pace? I think Werner is perfect for how Spurs play, man. Yeah. I don't Speed think he's sir. gonna be like lethal like he was before joining Chelsea, but I think he could be a very nice he's and handy space creator, bro. Have. Space creator. Yeah, like, man. Like at Chelsea. Space Invader. He he and Darwin are pretty much the same, lah. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like <laughs> pretty much mm. the same, dude. Uh, who yeah, do you watch got? him score against? You going Brighton. more positive or negative? Um, probably. Uh, all right. I I just go. I just go on the negative side. Mm-hmm. So for fraud watch, I'm actually going for. I'm not gonna bash on Chelsea because it's it's just way too easy. Like how opponents are finding it's too right easy, now. bro. Yeah. Um. What about the Newcastle game? I caught like the last thirty minutes. It was absolute like chaos. I want to put Doughty in, but I already put him in as boss watch. I think Dan Burn. He kind of looks like Thiago Silva. Just. He's just not that quick enough to play. <laughs> to play I don't know left what back after his injury, man. Yeah. I think it's just like like Ivanovic to a certain extent where right you're so good but because you're like at an age where after you get an injury you just don't feel like the same anymore yeah kind of sad to see because he like he's very similar to Ivanovic where he's not predominantly a fullback but he was just shoehorned there and he performed really well and like Ivanovic he got crocked came back again and just looks very off the pace and I'm not sure why Eddie Howe played him there when he's up against like the one of the quickest fullbacks in uh this Ogzebean o- o- guy I, I, I'm butchering his name yeah Ogbeni yeah absolutely got roasted for the penalty 
And yeah, I saw that. He I just think floundered. Him. Yeah, I think this is where Livermento he gets slowly phased out. Yeah, yeah. correct. Yeah, Livermento is not a terrible defender. He's actually very highly rated. Kind of surprised how how he's so insistent on playing a slow left centre back at left back. Compared, I think to it's a case Livermento. of just wanting to stay loyal to one of his like earlier like. Yeah, but that game, that game should show that like he's slowly like grow. Yeah, but that game should show that Dan Burns' time at left yeah, back yeah, yeah. is done. I, I agree. It's just done. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's gonna be a hard sell, lah. Yeah, Dan Burn. Okay, lah. Not not Dan Burn. It's a combination <laughs> of Dan Burn and Eddie Howe on Fraud Watch. Right. 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 Yeah. I think Cash Honestly I wanted be... to text something to Cash when Newcastle yeah. went uh four two, four two down, down like. right? Yeah. But I, 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 I I've learned my to, lesson. Like, just text him like are you okay? <laughs> but yeah, I, I let it play out la. Yeah. It was it was looking pretty pretty bad though for a while. Yeah. Couldn't believe what the hell I was watching. Actually bro, you should put uh, Adebayo on Boss Watch as well. He has scored like what Carlton Morris Premier League games? I think Carlton Morris yeah. is like super Black Superman. Dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like he's, he's no so longer playing. He's no longer playing striker. He's actually much more effective. He's like sort of the second striker. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Creative. Adebayo yeah. is just a battering ram. Like, mm. <laughs> for FPL, I'm considering just getting him on like a like a free hit. Oh, just for, for the, the double, double? Game week. Mm. Yeah, bro, Doughty man should have gotten Doughty like earlier. He's is he like what on nine assists already? Oh no! Wow, nine nine attacking really returns. Mad, uh. Nine attacking returns. That's really returns. crazy. Yeah. If he is. Yeah. The streets will never forget Doughty against Chelsea, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's just destroyed you guys with every cross. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last one, I guess. This one, Lionel would probably appreciate. Uh, fraud watch special nominee honorable mention would be Calvin Phillips. <laughs> I think he's made like two mistakes in two games for West Ham. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, not one to take pleasure in uh, players' misfortune, but yeah, not the best start. La. West Ham uh, kind of started to fade as well. Obviously, it's my fault because I brought Jared Bowen into my FPL, so uh, naturally he's decided to scop- stop scoring goals. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, Calvin Phillips goes into honorable mentions for Fraud Watch. You know what? Throw Jared Bowen in there as well. Conned me, man. Uh,. Yeah, I think with that, we've come to the end of the app. Uh, pretty Liverpool-heavy, uh, as well as Chelsea towards the end of the app. And obviously, when it's Sash and myself, we naturally do gravitate to those those two sides. Uh, I think when it, when it comes to future apps, hopefully we, we see more twists and turns. Because I think, like, like Sash said earlier, we've sort of had our recording schedule a bit messed up recently. And I feel every time we come on, like, <laughs> the narrative has shifted completely. So maybe the two episodes ago, Arsenal were, like, in sort of disarray, and then now they've just beaten the league leader. So uh, always got to be kept in the loop, la, essentially. But, yeah, thanks, Sash, for joining. And uh, thanks, everyone. If you made it to the end of the app, don't forget to follow us on Spotify, uh, follow us on Instagram at FullKitBanter, and, yeah, share this episode with all your mates and we'll catch you in the next one.